I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the... Seven. One. Seven. Down. Two. Dunk. You can find us on clnsmedia.com dash radio 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Taylor. What? What happened? I don't know. Andrew. Slam, slam through. And Jay. And Taylor. There we go. But I've got you gotta give it to your mama. But I've got you gotta give it to your papa. But I've got you gotta give it to your daughter. You do a little dance and then you drink a little water. But I've got you gotta... Slam through. <laughs> wow. Taylor, That's we almost good. lost you. Didn't think we had you. Yeah, we had to disconnect was... for a second. Reconnect. <sighs> it's always good all... to reconnect, you know? Yeah. It is. You know, it's good to be back, guys. Good to see you guys again. Huge. Huge week. Huge thunder news. Oh, yesterday. my gosh. Potentially oh, trans, like, franchise altering. Trans franchise altering. Trans franchise <laughs> altering. Patrick Patterson has been bought out. Yay. And so ends Wee-hoo! the Patrick yeah. Patterson era yeah. in Oklahoma City. Oh. Wow, what it a time! Was such an era. The it time. was one of the most. He's one of the most disappointing Thunder players ever, relative to his expectations, right? Because like yeah. we thought that he would be like a fixture in the rotation. Like he fits perfectly with this team. He shoots threes. He can defend. He can move pretty well. He passes it well. Like this oh, guy should have been perfect. Theoretically, is like the perfect player. We thought he would. I mean, at this point last year, we were like, he's going to start. We've got some. I got. There's two pretty good uh, Twitter questions about the trade, but before I get there, I want to. Now that you started us down this path, if you were going to give a list of the most disappointing Thundermen, oh gosh, I think Jeff Green has to be at the top of that, just because he was the fifth pick in the draft. Lamb, Jeremy Lamb is definitely. Is he number one? He's. He, Cole Aldrich, those are like two extremely disappointing players. Right. For OKC. What's funny about Lamb, though, is he's kind of carved out like a decent little career. Like, he's not great, but he's... Yeah. We'll, I, I'd like to see him with a winning team. The Pacers. With the Pacers I mean, we'll and see. See, see if he's any good there. Because, I mean, you're, if, if you're Charlotte, somebody has to score. Like, in the NBA, people score the ball. Not this year. So, we'll <laughs> I, s- I don't know who they have. So, oh, Terry the, Rozier, scary there's, Terry. There's going to be guys in Charlotte that are going to look better than they are. That's true. Just because they'll score the basketball. Be because Miles, they have Miles to. Bridges is fantastic. <laughs> like, no, nope, he's just shooting right. every time. Like, Jeremy Lamb was the second best player on that Charlotte I know. team. It's wild. So, I don't know, man. But we'll see. Yes, but very disappointing. I think Kyle Singler's one of those guys, too. Yep. Give him a five year deal. And they thought, like, this guy's going to play on the wing. He's going to be a backup. He's in the similar vein as Patrick Patterson, right? Yeah. Where there's like expectation that they would be in the rotation, hit threes, and be helpful to the team. And, and that and never happened. It didn't happen. 
What about Mitch McGarry? Where's he on your list? <laughs> he's there. I mean, he's not quite as much. He's a pick in the 20s. Sure. That they didn't. Because you evaluate draft picks slightly different. Like Cole Aldrich is way more disappointing. Because he was, what, 11? Yeah. And they traded, a, oh, they traded for him. You know, Mitch McGarry. Do you know the pick that they traded to get Cole Aldrich became Zion Williamson? <laughs> that's oh not true God. that's not true just in case anyway yeah uh they did trade with the pelicans though or the hornets right gosh i can't even remember the clippers was it the clippers the, well they that was like the eric blood oh was it yeah, yeah, yeah there was like multiple trades on yeah. that night but. that was a wild night yeah all right this man is, let's this is a fun let's experience. get this going i got a, i got a question for you is kendrick perkins considered a disappointing player no. I mean, to an extent, yeah, because they had Tyson Chandler mm-hmm. ready to be on the team. I mean, that's the, instead, biggest, that's the biggest disappointment. It's a huge disappointment. Tyson Chandler, just he was just not the same when he just, didn't ever come here. Just didn't perform well with yeah. his toe when he came <laughs> here. Yeah. Sheesh. That's physical. Um, but yeah, I think he is disappointing because he was a guy that was like a championship center. He was supposed to help put us over the hump. He never quite did that. And it's not really his fault. It's really yeah, the NBA pivoted him. at the exact wrong time for him. And he also just wasn't the same guy after his knee surgery. True. He just wasn't the same. Yeah, he he was the guy that they said in Game 7 of that finals the year before that the Lakers beat the Celtics, that if he had played in Game 7, the Celtics probably would have won. Yeah. And it just felt like he never had that kind of impact on any Thunder game. Well, in, in hindsight, when you talk about Perk, it's like, most of the narrative in Oklahoma City is how he should not have played at all yeah. against the Heat yeah. in their finals run. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is that's, that's not like the big that's not how you really. <laughs> but yeah, compared right. to like Patrick Patterson, yeah. Cole Aldrich, like all those guys, like he made an impact absolutely on the locker yeah. room, yeah. on the team. He had a positive impact on the team. It just wasn't relative to his contract positive. Yeah. So here, here's a few questions. So number one, Bobby Marks kind of laid out the. Um, rundown of what that did financially for Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne was pretty bad too. Oh man. Very disappointing. It's basically this is the hard part about when you get in the lottery is it's just like Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Cole Aldridge. (laughs) This is the key though, also just don't draft a center. No do not bring another center on no more centers. (laughs) Centers. Except for Steven Adams. Uh, all right, so Bobby Mark says, here is the math in Oklahoma City after the Patrick Patterson buyout waiver stretch provision, which is, this is officially what they've done? I mean, I don't know why he would say that. Right. It feels it like true. there's confidence, right? So the Thunder are now about 700000 below the luxury tax with 13 guaranteed contracts. Last year, Oklahoma City spent a league-high $61.6 million in the tax bill and have been in the, ta- in the tax four out of the five previous seasons. Man. So number one. Give it to me. 700000 All of you that, not not anybody that listens, but all of those people that have talked about how cheap this ownership group is, uh, shut your mouth, you dum-dums. They're cheap now. They are. So next question to talk about Patrick Patterson a little bit is from at Daniel D9D. Not that I'm upset about it, but why did the Thunder choose to buy out Patterson instead of waiving or not picking up Nader's option a few weeks ago? Uh, 
Or why not do both is probably my, qu- I would, my question. Yeah, that would be my uh, suggestion. Like, find other guys to fill those roster spots with for both. But apparently the team still believes in Abdul Nader. So that's, I mean, that's the answer. And also Patterson, like, there's no, there's no place for him after they gave Mascala the contract that they did, which is still a little baffling. You don't fly to Minnesota with the expectation that Patrick Patterson's going to stay on this team. No. They need all the moose minutes they can get, <laughs> which is probably going to be 18 to 19. It better not be more than that. 18, Josh, sounds, end up- 18 sounds high. <laughs> well, the, if you're going to rest Ga- Gallo and limit his minutes so you can protect his trade value, oh, if that's still boy. the plan. like Oh, boy, Jay. You better buckle up for a lot of moose. Jay. Buckle up for that moose knuckle. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, but I mean, so this it's important. Like, great, you get the roster spot. You get Patterson to the to the team that he wants to go to. That's awesome. That's great. But the the real important thing to me is that they are under the luxury tax. And now, when you're looking to move Chris Paul or you're looking to move Danilo Gallinari, teams can't use that as leverage and say, well, you're still over the tax. You're not going to pay the tax for this team, are you? Right, yeah. And we're going to help you do that. Now they're under the tax. They don't have to worry about that in negotiation. They say, we're under the tax. We can wait. We we'll don't just, want, we'll we don't, just pay for this team. That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're going to get. We're going to make money this year because people are going to be paying us. We're not paying into it anymore. It's This is going to be fine for us. And I think the, the part of this that Thunder fans may be – not thinking of necessarily is before too long in a year or two, and which is when they'll be kind of in the middle of the full rebuild. Yeah. They'll be one of those teams that has salary. Like you can dump salary potential they'll have cap space. Yeah. So, so they will be the team that can absorb these contracts that people are trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, gather more assets they'll do kurt thomas yeah type exactly yeah yep, yep. hoping that people are dumb enough to they get two first round picks to take on kurt thomas two that's was a that lot. phoenix yeah. yeah phoenix is really trying to get rid of them oh man we gotta make some deals with phoenix i know they're so bad right now they're still so like bad. they'll be a perfect shrewder destination him and rubio be buried not okay together but maybe <laughs> i don't know man i it's one of those things where it's. It, I'm glad this came to an end because it was in the recent history. Maybe it was just with Kyle, like you just kind of quickly gave up on him. But with Patterson, it was like, all right, he's going to be this. Think about it. Last year at this time, we were thinking about Patrick Patterson being, hey, this is it. He's going to have the minutes. He's going to. And then the first time he played, first time he played, <laughs> everybody's like, he can't. He can't start at the four. Actually, do you remember him in the pre- in the preseason game? Oh yeah, he was actually was like good. Sixty percent from three. It was like the blue and white game, I guess, is what mm. it was, where he was like hitting threes, and you're like, yes, he's back. No, and then it was those first. Was it the first five games? So bad that they were just miserable. They were so bad. They played without Russell, but they were just miserable. And then in that Celtics game is when they made the switch to yep. Jeremy Grant, and they became to start way better immediately yeah so at ben vance asked a question i think it's it's worth at least thinking about do you think the two pat era would have gone better without the mellow trade or was it doomed from the start i think he's just not that good yeah i probably would agree with that. <laughs> i just don't he hasn't proven in any way that he is 
that he was hindered by other people on the roster. Or really I mean, a starting caliber stretch four. No, because, I mean, he came off the bench in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He came off the bench for the Rockets, for Sacramento, for everybody. He just is not that good anymore, and that happens to guys. It does. So. It's still so wild to me that he walked right into a Ligma joke on Twitter. We should have known. He should have known. That's yeah, least, we really should We shouldn't have, have given him any more chances after that. It really was. It just showed his immaturity. <laughs> you know? It, it definitely shows his immaturity. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. In such a way. Okay. All right. Uh, well, so is that that's okay. all for the PP then? Also, in Thunder news, uh, Deontay Burton has a guaranteed contract. Hey, I think Thunder for next year. Just because they didn't. Yesterday was his guarantee day. How about that? So I didn't comment Andrew. on it on Twitter just because why would we even consider waiving him? Why would they even be under consideration? It's okay. It was just going to happen. So. so, question for you If they keep, kept Nader. Yeah, and released sure. Burton. Would you have considered becoming a fan of another team, dude? I would have lost my mind. I would have, I would have been yelling <laughs> on this podcast today. I would have been so mad. I actually texted that exact phrase to John Ham yesterday. Yeah. I was like, dude, I would lose it. The the if fu- they waived him, the future of I mean, Oklahoma City is Burton is exactly what you want. Like, guy that's going to come out work hard, doesn't make anything. In all reality, That'll be the future of the roster for a while. In all reality, both of those guys will have very little impact on anything that happens with the Thunder. You're talking about Nader and Patterson, <laughs> Nader and Burton. Oh, okay. And Patterson. I don't. Who knows, man? I think why not let Pat or Burton just, especially if they do make some moves at the trade deadline and that they, roster to that, get to get to a point where he's going to play. You have to get rid of a lot of layers. That will be like. A really enjoyable time just to watch Burton out there shooting 20 times a game. And I'd be very happy. Right, Taylor? And that what you want? But, like, you look at the rotation, and even I'm with... still muted. No, you're, with, not, no, you're not. not. You haven't been muted for, like, five minutes. I'm, oh. Like, well, you don't answer anything I say to you. You haven't said anything. So, d- I'm about to... Andrew- mute. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you're muted again. So, uh... But you look at the rotation, like there's not even like guaranteed minutes for Hami. I know it's it it is because now they have such a log jam at the uh, backcourt positions, right? Like yeah. kind of that. Like I don't know all the guards, even Ferguson. You've talked about it multiple times. Like yeah. Ferguson, he's going to be limited in minutes compared he's, to what he was last probably, year. Yeah, I mean that's there's, what I, there's a chance he plays less. It, as if, as if this is where it stays. Today, yeah, I think. The next move that the Thunder will do, and they'll try to do it before the season starts, is my guess, is move Schroeder. I think he's really tough to move. Maybe. I I think, could you possibly pair him with one, maybe, I don't know, a Memphis second or, I mean, I think he's one of those, if you feel like he could be, I heard you guys talk about this a lot on the Dream Team podcast, you don't just have to get rid of him. Yeah, He's got two years left. My mindset with any of these trades is I'm not giving up assets. If you're under the, if you're under the tax, you're under the, you're under the salary. Yeah. Who cares? Like I just and I like Dennis. If you're this unhappy, take a buyout. Yeah. What's he got? Thirty million left on his deal, probably. Yeah. If if you are that unhappy, take would a the buyout. Thunder do something like that? Like would they pay him twenty and then stretch it over five years or whatever? Why not? Like you don't because you're not worried five years about your cap sheet is not that. 
the or you just you take the hit and just for, pay the for one more for one, for one more season. You're under the tax. Just take the hit for one more season. I mean, I just to me, I'm not incentivizing teams to take on my contract True. if I'm under the tax. I just I not even a second rounder. I'm just not. If they if they think Dennis Schroeder can help, great. You can give us an expiring contract. Yeah. I mean, or you can give us a second round pick and a contract that even goes a little bit further. So I guess the question I'm just not I'm not giving up I'm not giving up assets at this point. But the question with Schroeder for me is like if he becomes and I don't think he will necessarily, but if he becomes a hindrance to your goals as a as a team, as a franchise, like if that's where it starts, like if he has a culture issue that he's stunting part of Shea's growth, if he's I don't know. Like I just feel like there that would be why I think the Thunder could potentially look at something. But I think there may be I, send him home and tell him to take a buyout. Send him home. Tell him that we're paying you fifteen million dollars. You can go and sit at your house. Things have changed. I'm sorry. We are trying to trade you. It's a good but if you're going to become a problem in the locker room, you're not going to play. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, like you're not you are Dennis Schroeder. You are not like yeah. Russell Westbrook. You are not a, a guy that can Paul George that can say, "I need to go somewhere. You need to send me there." You're you're not that guy. You're Dennis Schroeder. I'm sorry, dude, but you cannot you cannot be a problem on this team. And if we have to just pay fifteen million dollars for you to sit on the bench, so be it. Because like we're trying to build something for the future, and you're not going to be a part of the future. And we would love to trade you but we can't unless you cooperate. If you're cooperative and you just accept your role, it'd be so much better for you because I think we could find a place for you. If you're going to act like that, take a buyout. Send him to Orlando. Send him to Orlando. Sure. To make money work would be a little bit weird, but you can make, I mean, they got Markel Fultz there now, man. They got to give him as many minutes as possible. What are you eating? (laughs) Dark chocolate Reese's. Hey, okay. Alex Abrinas, disappointing Thunder player. Yeah, he was, for sure. Yeah, throw us any more disappointing Thunder, <laughs> Thunder players. Yeah, let us know who you think the most disappointing Thunder player is. Oh, did you guys see Jackie Mack? What she No, I love Jackie Mack. What'd she say? She said that Paul George not only asked for a trade, but he said that it needed to be done in 48 hours. Or what? Dang. Or they were going to probably go public with it. Damn, Paul. And it was a completely mutual decision on that 48-hour pressure. <laughs> Sam Presti was like, "How?" actually, I think Sam suggested it. How about you go public with it in 48 hours if I don't make the trade happen for you? Yeah. How about that, Paul? And Paul's like, absolutely, absolutely. I don't feel like that's the truth. That's not the truth. Isn't that wild? That doesn't sound and that, <laughs> that Paul. Paul, Paul, I mean, Paul is... He, is, he just says stuff. He just says stuff. We do have another kind of intro Twitter question from at Ben Elephant King. He said, what's the best way to manage my manscaping needs? Wow. That's a very personal question, and I've got a very personal answer for you. And that is support from Down to Dunk OKC Thunder Podcast. Comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys, this is, this is a personal thing because you don't want to have 
a below the belt injury and all that that mm-hmm. entails. You certainly don't. They offer super high quality products that are great for men. Because if you don't, or if you're if you're using non manscaped, not you're just putting yourself at risk. Like not their lawnmower 2.0 with proprietary skin safe technology, and someone that's not has skin safe technology, it's going to be like the beginning of there's something about Mary Ben Stiller before prom. It's going to be bad. Yep, and it's undignified. It, it's not respecting yourself. It's right. You get 20% off free shipping with the code OKCDUNK, all one word, at manscaped.com. And uh, everyone in your life will thank you. And you know what? You'll thank yourself. You will. You respect yourself a little more. The first 75% of that was good. And you guys are not going to hear the rest of it, but just Yeah, it's like, I don't think we are... We I don't know how else to do it. We are able to do that with... (laughs) <laughs> who we are? Oh, why do right. you why do you moisturize things to keep them soft? Let's keep your skin soft. You know what it's time for, guys. It's time for Twitter questions. <laughs> Our first Twitter question comes from at Tukey underscore Dukey. I know that can't be correct. Who wants to know, would you give up Ferguson in a move to dump CP3? It feels like he's be- a better fit for the Russ PG version of the OKC than for the current roster. I feel like his potential to be good, a good 3 and D guard, but feels like this OKC team needs more time for guys like Diallo and Burton. I think this goes back to kind of what we already said when you're talking about Patrick Patterson and Burton and Schroeder, those things we just mentioned is... We're at the point now where you don't have to give up assets to move guys. I'm not like, like you could like Terrence Ferguson may be a better fit with better players. Sure. But is he still a good player? Yeah. Like that doesn't mean that you have to give him up to like Ferguson can shoot it. Those other guys that you mentioned don't have a track record of being guys that can shoot Consistently, it. Yeah. And so whether or not you have a team that's competing today, I would just push back on that Ferguson is going to be... He, he may be better suited for that, but it doesn't mean that you want to just get rid of him. You know, he may be better suited as just a pure catch-and-shoot guy that's not going to put the ball on the floor a whole lot. But we also just don't know. The dude's 21 years old. And so to, like, define his career and say, well, he's just better off as a role player on this or that. Like, I just... Like, he's not there. Like, he's not a 28-year-old finished product really that's, like... 21? Yeah. That's like he, wild. He's very young, and he's still a guy that's developing, and they're, they're going to have to make a decision on him and what like what do you pay a Terrence Ferguson when his contract comes up? I mean, like if he was on the market this summer, what would you pay Terrence Ferguson on like a four-year deal? Gosh. Oh, jeez. 70 a year? 80 a year? Yeah, I think I got upwards of like four for 40. You think? I mean, I, he, I, just don't, a, I don't have a comp on. He's a wing that can shoot he, it. I don't know if Jeremy Lin's not getting a contract. How's Terrence Ferguson going to get he, one? And he can defend because he's a 21-year-old athletic freak that can defend. It just feels shoot. like the NBA has given up on Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of That's like the saddest, like, all right, buddy. Yeah, it a was. A little heavy. It was, it was. That was very heavy. But anyways, I don't think that, no, I would not. I would build up Chris Paul's value. I think that he and the Thunder understand that if things 
at least look good on the outside and they play well, that you're, you're going to be able to trade Chris Paul to somebody. And it's, I, I would only give up Terrence Ferguson if I'm getting another young player back that I like better. That's the only reason that I would do that. I'm not trading him as an incentivizing, you know, tactic to get rid of Chris Paul. I would just, I mean, my answer is no. Like, on, on all fronts, it's no. Like, I'd rather just keep Chris Paul through the year or even part of next season. I'd just say no. I like it. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from RMP Chats. Who says, Steven sets a stone wall screen on Russ. How do Thunder fans react? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a weird... Conflicted. That's going to be a weird thing. Because... And this is not... I don't know that we've ever seen anything like this with the Thunder. Because with Kevin Durant, it was just like, destroy him. Even with James Harden when he came back, it was mm-hmm. like... In that first game in Oklahoma City, it was like destroy him, and when it's and when, they did too, and they did. But when those one Hashim was that Hashim to beat? Or yeah, was that, yeah, it was the Hashim yep. to beat. Yeah, we all game. cheered for to beat over Harden. I know we did. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, <laughs> but when Russell comes back, it's just going to be different. Like we're going to immediately cheer for him, and everybody's going to be. And and Stephen loves him too, and I just it'll just be interesting to see. Um, but I don't know. Maybe him showing up to Oklahoma City in a Rockets jersey will make us feel a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah, I think people will just stay silent. <laughs> totally neutral. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like Russ didn't didn't betray us. Didn't let us down. Like it was just one of those things. Like it was time. I think people will just like look at each other like. Uh, the funny thing to me, or the question to me, is what's Steve going to do? Yeah. Just set a screen? Probably nothing. I I do, and I think it, it may be one of our Twitter questions, so I'm, I'm, if I'm jumping so, on. Like when he crushed Patrick Beverly. Yeah, he's not going to do that to him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't think he's going to do that. So since we're talking about it. But if he did do that, that would be super, it would just feel weird. It will. Yeah, and he won't, and Russ won't like probably allow himself to get screwed. You know how mad Russ would get if he got. He may may try to fight Steve. Yeah. So, and Jesse Smith asked this, but Elephant King, he says, "Does Stephen Adams know about any of the moves the Thunder have made over the summer? Does he care?" (laughs) So, Taylor, let me ask you a question. What do you think, Steve? So, Steve has more than likely been in New Zealand since June, right? Like the beginning of June. What? Walk me through what you think his experience of this off season has been. Um, I think he's only received information that's been forced down his throat by his agent or the Thunder front office. I know he's been helping with New Zealand basketball a lot, like going to camps and trying to help pick out like young players and stuff. I know he's been working with the national basketball team a lot more there, but I also think he's been eating a lot of hand pies, a lot of like, uh, (laughs) at at convenience stores there. They just Mm -hmm. have these little pies, these little meat pies. And he loves those. He told me that. So I think he's just been eating a lot of those hanging out with friends, drinking. He just like randomly, he catches the news just like we do. Like he sees it on the bottom line, like Oklahoma city thunder trade, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. He's like, Oh, how about that? <laughs> He's like, oh man, I really liked hanging out with those guys. 
Oh, well. I mean, I wonder if that, I mean, I know he's legitimately obviously knows what's going on, but mm-hmm. like he just plays basketball. You know what else is different too is he's think, been I mean, you young. Have, so, go ahead. I'm saying like he's been young this whole time, and I wonder if as he's he's getting older now and his responsibilities are increasing with this team, and if he, I, I wonder if he's starting to care more or become more emotional about it because, you know, you just get older and your purpose starts to uh, kind of drive your job starts to drive your emotions a little bit more than when you were younger. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm Thanks, sure that, guys. I'm sure Ball that's, blood. but I think that's sure. I think that's different when you're making a bazillion dollars to play a sport. I bet. I bet that's different. We, I, don't, do I don't think we can compare it to how we feel about our jobs to how they feel about their jobs. I bet that's a lot different. No, I just mean like general maturity, like what you're doing every day starts to drive your thought patterns of more than like when you were young and you're thinking about like love and you're hanging out with your friends and you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I think that there does become a point where things get a little bit more real. It becomes more serious. Especially with Steve, because like he comes into the league, he's on this team with Kevin Durant and with Russell Westbrook. And it's like, like, whoa, like this is awesome. Like everything is great. And then things like start to deteriorate. And like suddenly like Steven Adams is one of the best players on the team. And the longest tenured. Yeah, and the expectations for him, especially with the contract that Oklahoma City gave him, whether I mean whether we like it or not, contracts dictate expectations. Sure. And so I think for him that this this might be it, I think that you may be right, Taylor. He may be taking this more seriously going into this season. Not that he didn't in the past because I do think that he does take things seriously. But he may take a different approach. Yeah, is what it may be. Well, and and it's that's what made me think about that was that he is spending his off season in New Zealand with a lot of the national basketball team, and he said he is working with the organization to start to handpick players mm-hmm. and work with them more. And that kind of surprised me that he wanted to be that involved. Yeah, because he hasn't really just because he with just New doesn't Zealand strike before. you as someone who cares that much. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, the thing for Steve, I think that is intriguing to me um, is this really does put to the test this. So historically, if you would watch interviews with him post game, like he was the guy that had the highest expectation for the accountability of this roster or this thunder team. Like he would, his interviews, he was most of the time, at least if you caught him close enough to the game, like, you know, there are things we needed to do better. And some of it comes down to trying, like he would just say things that you're like, you could tell, He's so intelligent, especially on the defensive end, yeah. that he knows when lack of effort and you know unintelligent positioning yeah. and all of those things are a problem for this team. And so I know that there were a lot of times for Steve where he had to just bite his tongue or he had to just kind of like... <laughs> for sure. Like he's like teaching Terrence Ferguson how to defend. And yes. Russell Westbrook being out of position... Nearly every single defensive possession for real has to frustrate him. And honestly, like his job gets a little easier because did you guys watch that video of Shea that the Thunder put out yesterday huh. and how he loves communicating on defense and like how he learned how important that is and like that's that's Steve. Like if you watch Steven, like he's talking the whole time on the defensive end, and Shea's already a guy that's going to buy into that. Chris Paul's going to be a guy that's going to be in the right spot. 
Chris Paul's not looking to gamble. And if you get Dre back, like the the, cohesion, the amount of pressure on Steve defensively, dude, he doesn't plummets. have he doesn't have to put it all together like he did. You know, even Jeremy to an extent is not the smartest yeah. defender. Yep, he's a good defender. I think, and Paul George is obviously brilliant. But I think when when you lost Dre, that changed Stevens responsibility yep. on the defensive end. And this year, one, <clears throat> there's not as much pressure on this team. True. To to be a title contender, which they won't be. But then two, you've got guys that are positionally not going to be all over the place. They're going. That's helpful. Yeah, I think it would be helpful to him on that end. And then offensively, there's a lot more shots to go around this year. There's more touches to go around this year, and you have two point guards that you're going to start with two point guards, and they're going to play together, and both of them are going to be looking to get him shots. And so I think this year could just be overall less pressure and a little bit easier for Steven Adams in all of that because there was a lot of pressure on him to be the third best player on the team to perform, and he did that the first part of the season, and then things collapsed, whether that be a mental problem, physical problem, whatever it was, we don't really know because he's not a guy that had an operation this summer. He's not a guy that you have like an exact reason why he deteriorated as the season went on. And some of it could be mental pressure. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but I think that that's, there's a chance that that could be the case. And I do think that fatigue did play a part of it in some way as well. And I think what you see is the hope the Thunder haven't historically done this, but the hope is that that's why Noel Resigned is they're like, hey, we're going to split you like 60 40 minutes or 65 35. Like, yeah, I'll be interested to see because I mean, Steven Adams couldn't take advantage of an injured Ennis Cantor in the playoffs. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's other layers to that, but we're not rehashing that. But yes, at the oh, core, are there, Jay? At the core, that's what it was. The whole team was just broken basically, in that series. But he did not help. Steven Adams, most disappointing player. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> he's on the list. He's on the list. He's on the list. No, he's not. Couldn't handle Canner. All right, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Kev underscore VH, who wants to know, with Melo and Jeremy Lin likely out of the NBA, who are some other NBA players that have played their last game? Why is Jeremy Lin out of the league? Did you not see that video? What? Of him, of him saying yeah, that yeah. the... I feel like the NBA's given up on me. I mean, he's like he's a backup point guard that can't stay healthy. Yeah. Right? I'm sure the like Knicks, if you're like the defining, Knicks will resign him at some def- point. Defining, like, why is he not in the NBA anymore? I think health is a huge part of it. Right? I mean, he didn't play at all for Toronto. Yeah. Like, he didn't play. Like, he got he played to that one team. minute in the finals. Right. That's great. Like, he gets there. He didn't make an impact at all. And so... And there were parts, like, Van Vliet was awesome in the finals and in the conference finals. Yeah, but there yeah. were parts where he was not good at all. Like, he was terrible <laughs> for stretches. And they still wouldn't go to Jeremy Lin. Even just for, like, a, a small stretch here or there. Oh, he was, there were earlier rounds, he was straight up bad. Van Vliet. Yeah. Van Vliet. Yeah, th- I've heard it both ways. Well, I don't know. I don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. Uh, Vince Carter. Nobody he, has signed him yet, have they? No, he. Th- this may be. This may be an it end. for him. He should have had his 
Who's your farewell tour? I thought bring... he announced last year he was that was going to be his last. He year. He was still trying to get a free agent spot this year. He said he, he really. Yeah, he said that he wants to play again. You want to bring him onto the Thunder? No, send him to China. like go play in China or Europe. Like those guys that have a blast playing in China, just scoring fifty points and dunking on people and. It'd be cool Dude, to have should. him on the same team with Hami and Ferguson and him just like, let me teach you things. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd It'd be cool to just have him around. Yeah. Like, that'd be really – I don't think he – he makes no sense for the Thunder team. Uh, also, he didn't make sense for the Hawks either. Kenneth Fareed? Kenneth Fareed may have played his last game. In the league, that is he hasn't been relevant in a while. Yeah, dude, he became like a like a relic of the NBA past real quick. Yeah, it's like oh, guy that can only dunk and can't shoot and can't defend. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, is if he were just like a rim running, just energy guy that can rebound and dunk it and score around the basket with great power forwards. Yeah, and if he could switch, like he'd play. But he that's was, that's Montrez Harrell. I mean, like, yes, there's no reason that Kenneth Freed couldn't do what Montrez Harrell's doing in the league yeah. right now. But oh. he just didn't care. I think he had a bad attitude, man. There were so many reports of him just being a little entitled. I think. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, right? Yeah, we talked about that one. That, that was the question, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, did you hear? Disappointing. Thunder do, do we want to talk? <laughs> he is a dis- oh, real. He is a hugely disappointing Thunder player. Put him on the list. Did you put him on the list? Did you think? Did you hear him say that his trainer came out and said that Carmelo's looking for a team to do a farewell tour? Yeah, and that he's better than 70% of, of basketball players walking around the earth. Uh, which is probably true. Yeah, 70% of people about, like little kids. Yeah. Who are we counting? Are you putting me in that list? Like, yeah, every basketball player? I think they were also implying that he's better than 70% of the league. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. The thing with Melo is if he were – to accept a 20-minute role off the bench for a team, he would still be he would be on a team today. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how I feel about it, if that's true. I mean, if you could he play scored, Carmelo Anthony, he scored 10, 16 10 points a game. game. He scored 16 points a game for the Thunder in the regular season. You don't think that there's a team that would say if we can get a guy that can just score it off the bench because he can still score it. And who's not? You have to. So you it, can't demand that many touches. Is that not what they tried in Houston? He played thirty something minutes a night in Houston. Yeah. He just needs to go play some. Like, who needs scoring? I mean, a lot of teams need scoring off the bench. You don't think the Lakers would have taken? Why him haven't they done it so far? Because they don't. He's not going to take that role. What an idiot! It's same with Iverson. Same thing with Allen Iverson. Was that yeah? How he? I want to start. I want to do all these things. I can still put up 20 a game. Like if that's the conversation, it's like, sorry, dude. No, that's probably the thought with Mello. Like I can still put up 30 points on any given night. Well, we'll, we'll see him Mello. You know where he needs to go? The big three. He's a great, that's what I was going to say about, or he'll go somewhere and do like a, yeah, Vince Carter, big three, like that. You're selling out some more games with those guys. If Melo would just dude, if Melo would just be catch and shoot off the bench, he can still play. I'm convinced of that. Maybe. Also, you know who else might have played their last game in the NBA? Ryan Anderson. Oh man, that's that's uh, been Ryan. It's been Anderson. time. Yeah, it's been time for him. Yeah, for his contract's while. up. Now he's done. Remember how great he was? So good. Could really, really shoot it. Yeah, and he probably still can. 
he I'm sure can't he do can. anything else. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> he had like one decent year in Houston. He's pretty good at the Pelicans, too. Yeah. Dude, he was good at like Orlando. He was good for a good eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good with the when Dwight Howard was still good. Was he? Probably, he wasn't yeah. a part of the like championship Magic team, was he? No, 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 no. no. Hey guys, let's move on to our next. Twit. I'm talking about mid '90s with Anthony Hardaway. <laughs> yep, he's on those teams. <laughs> that one. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Dan Bryan nine and nine. Who wants to know if you had the power to go back in time and stop Paul George from requesting a trade to the Clippers and by extension stop the Jeremy Russ trades and run it back with last year's team, would you exercise the power? If I had the ability to go back in time, there's a lot of other things I'd probably do. Like kill baby Hitler? Hmm. Or just no. try to train him in the ways of the Lord. Oh, you're wrong for that. Just murder a baby. I don't really want to do that. No, you're wrong, uh, wrong for that. that. No, I'm saying like, I, this is. Oh, really? Because that baby was about to murder a lot of other babies, Jay. There's a lot of complication in this question because probably I would say let's just run it back one more year. But I'm moving, oh I thought you were referring to the I'm Hitler moving card. pretty quickly towards this like all right it was time anyway let's do it I think after seeing what they were able to get in those trades and it had probably been half of that if, next year yeah at best at best half of that which is where you've moved what if you could like choose seven first round picks what if you could choose for Russ and PG and everyone to come into this year like really believing in themselves and buying in. Like, yeah. if they're not like, well, let's give it one more time. If they come in and they're like, no, we, I know we could get this going, I'd do it. If, I'd do it one more time. If they would come in with the same mentality that Damon CJ did, if you could guarantee yeah. me that, I would take that. Because that gives you a chance. They, And I questioned it from the beginning. Like, the moment that, that Dame hit that shot and ended the Thunder season, do they have the resolve to do what the Blazers just did. Do they have it? And the answer is no. No. The answer is absolutely no, which is why I would not do that. So, like, going back in time, running it back, sure. You'd have to, you have to, like, also, like, change the brain chemistry of Russell Westbrook and Paul George in order to get what you actually yeah. want is the, is the kind of the troubling thing about it is that they did not have the same result. Paul George has requested a trade twice now in his career. Like he doesn't have that resolve to like dig in and say, this is what these people think about us. We need to go prove them wrong. We're going to stick together. We're going to stick this out. I've got this much time on my contract. The Thunder are ready to do that. They were wanting to do that. But now knowing that those guys did not have the resolve that Russell Westbrook talked about how unhappy he was that Paul George asked for a trade and requested that it be done in 48 hours. Like to me, that tells me it was not going to go well next season if they just decided to run it back. Yeah. And I, I, I hesitate to say this and I talked about it in the text group. It is astonishing that those two guys would look at anybody else <laughs> as responsible for the performance of the Thunder in the last two seasons. I know, man. Like, 
to be able to look at the organization and be dissatisfied with the way they've run the team. Are there mistakes? Sure. Yeah. Was it, did they wish that they had one more wing? And Sam even said as much. Yes. The year before, do they wish they would have maybe thought, maybe not gotten Carmelo? Although there's so many nuances to whether or not does Russ sign? Does Paul George resign? If they don't Melo go out and make just those an moves. easy scapegoat for that team. All of those things, the responsibility is theirs. Yes. Is theirs. Yep. And they and ran f- away from and it. And for them to deflect it. They deflected it and then r- promptly ran away from it. Is, is absurd. And try, like, I'm not trying to be... I'm not turning on Russell Westbrook. I love Russell Westbrook. I loved Paul George for the two years he was here, and I don't have any ill feelings towards either one of them. Sure. But for them to project that there was any responsibility greater than theirs in the middle of this run the last two years is just absolute bullcrap. It is. It's stupid, but it also defines these last two years almost perfectly. Because they were incredible. Like you talk about like disappointing Thunder players, like two of the most disappointing Thunder teams were these past two years. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just teams that did not measure up to the expectations with which they had. Yeah. And the the way that things ended almost like helped perfectly define those two years. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what? I'm kind of done. And I've complained to the to the GM and to the owner about you know this team and about how unhappy I am. Like I, I don't I don't know like Russell like Russell if if he is indeed complaining about stuff like that it's like dude you were such a huge part of the problem this year, especially toward the end of the season. Like you were such a huge part of the problem, and if you're unwilling to recognize that. That you put a pretty defined ceiling on your team. Well, and I think Sam at least inferred as much in the sense of his end of the season interview. Yeah. You know, his team needs to look at what it wants to be. And then the line that sticks out to me and will be like the end of that era to me, at least this two run era, is that the, oh, what is it? The inspired team plays better than the emotional team what did yeah. he say mm-hmm. i said how important that was and how it sticks out to me and, and that defines I, this air that this but i also don't run. remember what he actually said that was it, was it. Kind yeah of inspired versus emotional yeah. inspired yeah. versus emotional and and that's that's russell westbrook it defines russell westbrook and especially like russ was great in his mvp year and he was even great in that playoff series against the rockets he was great he hasn't been that guy since that season no. And he still, mm-hmm. and the problem is that he still plays like he's that guy, and still shoots like he's that guy, and still does everything like he is still that guy. And the fact is, for the last two years, he has not been that guy. And he's made some adjustments, yes. And I think that we probably applaud tiny adjustments that he makes throughout the season, just because it's like surprising that he even would adjust at all. Yeah. Um, but the fact is that he changed some. He didn't change enough. Yeah, and that, that leads to this question by uh, Amy Smith, A. Off. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to butcher her name. A. Off. I'll just call her the Benelephant Queen. Uh, <laughs> how will Russell's legacy evolve if we are much better with Chris Paul Gallinari and a team that responds to coaching? 
you can't uh, one year cannot change the legacy of Russell Westbrook in the history no, no, no. and everything that that he's been for sure. But I think there is the question. Like I keep thinking, if this team number one is, it will be so easy for this team to become a darling of. They could become the next NBA smart guy team. Yeah, you have Shea and Chris Paul like, and Steven Adams. Is, oh, and look like, at how they pass Gallo, the ball, and yeah. they're so efficient, and look at the way that they score. That's and for like, real. I mean, there's there's something about that. And I don't think it will define his entire career, no. but I think it will It'll make us look differently at the post-Kevin Durant Thunder. Yeah. Don't you think, Taylor? No, I don't think that. Cool. I just I don't I, this this year's going to be so random. I just don't want to give that kind of uh, weight or clout to this season. Okay, what if that's going to be? I, I get that. It's just going to be if, a weird a weird season. What if along with that things don't go well in Houston? <laughs> well, I I kind of think that might just happen anyway, though. You don't think that that cha- t- so, changes the way you think about so, Russell Westbrook in the last part of his career. That's all. That's all that it's saying. It's obviously like he's done great things that you can't take away from the MVP season, the the finals run, going to the conference finals as many years as they did. Like you can't take that away from him and the moments that he had within that. But then I think what she's trying to say is like the fact that he did not adjust as he aged. Will that define Russell? Will that be a part of the story with Russell Westbrook? If, right. If if, oh. under, if underperforming follows yeah. Russ. And yeah. overperforming is the reality of this next wave of Thunder yes. team. Yes, yes. Whether or not we believe it, it will shift. Actually, it won't even shift anything. It will give validation to a majority of the Russ haters. Kevin O'Connor will parade around Twitter. If, if Billy Donovan looks like a good coach yes. come December. And that's a lot of ifs. Like, we get it. And it could it, be where... The Rockets win 60 games. It's unlikely that we get to this place, sure. by the way. But, but it, yes, could ha- it could absolutely. But it should. could happen. Like, you can see a path. Like, it's yeah. not like, what is there, like a 30% chance that this is even like a relevant conversation come December. Yes. Like that's, there's a chance, but it's more likely that, it's, that that's not what we're talking about. It's, it's more likely that okay. we're talking about a team that's moving toward rebuilding. I have a question on the flip side. Russ goes to the Rockets. And it's the best season he's had. He's like the most efficient he's ever been. And they do really well. Yep. And he and Harden are playing exactly. really well together. Now, what does that what does that make you think about this franchise yep. and maybe Billy and, and what's going on? Oh. That, that would change and put Billy and Presty absolutely in the center of the the issue conversation. Like yeah. on the national level. You're absolutely right. It's the same yeah. thing in the opposite direction. Yeah. It, yeah. And there's a chance that that happens. I think ultimately everything is decided upon playoff success, right? Like yeah. if you look at the regular yeah. season, like Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double. He had a 2020-20 game. He had all these incredible things that happened last year, but ultimately they lost in five to the Blazers, who had an injured uh, Nurkic. Like you just, yeah, like that. De- yeah. That defines the season. You can't. You won't. Nothing will be defined in December. Things are defined ultimately with what happens in the playoffs and the Thunder will likely will not be in the playoffs so that they'll they're they'll be defined by that. And the Rockets will be defined on how far they go in the playoffs. This Russell Westbrook James Harden duo which people talk about like oh they had so much success in Oklahoma City. One, two completely <laughs> different players, two, they had Kevin Durant on the team too. 
Okay, so let's not act. <laughs> and like... And they were like twenty. What? How old was Harden? Dude, he was what? He's twenty two. This was like sophomore. It was like his sophomore and and third year in the league. Yeah, exactly. you can't. So, anyways, I'm just. It's it. It's just yes. They once played together. Yes, that happened. Yeah, but, but to right. act like that is going to be man, it's going to be so helpful. I mean, it would be like. I don't know, like me working with somebody that I worked with in my very first job and like bringing them on to work with me now. And be uh, like, it's going to be back together. It's going to be so helpful knowing that it's like, no, like I am such a different person than I was when I was 21 years old, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. Anyways. Hey guys, I have one more question for you, but before that, I want to talk to you about Oklahoma shirt company. They got their Oklahoma Shirt of the Month Club. $10 a month gets you an Oklahoma-themed shirt each and every month. And guess what? They look good. Jay, is that one of them? It is. No, this is not a Shirt of the Month. But it's one of their shirts. This isn't, yeah. Is it soft? How does it feel in your body? Unbelievable. I wear it all the time. Yeah? It's a problem. It smells. Um, You should wash it. Well, uh... True. But he doesn't have to because every month he gets a new shirt, $10 a month. And so he just wears that shirt for the whole month. That's what he does. Um, They also, if you have a special event, they can help you design, print, and have ready shirts for that event. Um, They're great. They have special rates for uh, churches, schools, things like that. Isn't that correct? They do. They have nonprofit pricing. So if you're a nonprofit boom. or a church, boom, you have some needs. They're going to hook you up, man. They boom. Any sort of apparel needs you're looking for, they do hats. They can do stickers. They'll embroider stuff. They screen print. They. I mean, it's just anything they that that you need to do. They'll at least explore, give you an idea of how they can get it done. A boom, Oklahoma shirt company support those that support us. Hey. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Taylor, you over there all miffed off? What's Ta- up? Taylor, I have a Twitter question that may help with your miffed and peeved. So this is from at Robbie underscore Bennett. He says, over under how many points Taylor is going to <laughs> score a number of times accidentally dunked on by a teammate during church league basketball semifinals next week. I'm going 12.5 points and two dunks. 12.5 is very generous, and he's just being nice to me. I have not been that kind of player this season. But I was a player last night that almost got dunked on by my own teammate during nice. a game. Yeah, it was very scary. That, uh, someone like threw an alley-oop pass. I, th- I thought they were throwing it to me, like lobbing me a pass down the lane. And then next thing I know, someone's legs are up by my head. It was my own teammate. He almost dunked on me. So that Who you that really with? That's, it didn't that's dunking so hard. Well, he pro- I mean, he wasn't really gonna dunk. It's just part of the the lore, you he know. Was, he was layuped on really hard. Yeah, but say that changes the <laughs> yeah. whole conversation. I'm like Taylor's playing in some like you playing with Vince Carter minor league team. So I was playing basketball this week, and so I to give you a long way too important not important part of it. So I, I haven't played basketball in basically like 17 months. Yeah. Maybe longer. And I used to play a lot in my back. I've had back issues, blah, blah, blah. I've talked about it before. So I haven't played basketball in a really long time. So I started trying to play again. So I play about once a week over the last three or four weeks, <clears throat> which has been good. It's been fun. My body's holding up okay. Except for the fact that something has happened to where I'm just slow. I was never been f- like quick footed, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely even slower footed now. And so what's happening is I'm tripping and falling a lot on people. Jay. 
I fell so hard and landed on my butt and it, I couldn't sit down for like three days. Like anytime I'd like like one side. Yes. On my right bottom cheek. And it hurt so bad. I was like, what is, so my goal now when I play is just don't leave with a new injury. Like I hyperextended my finger one time and then I was like, fell on my butt and banged knees with somebody. I'm like, Next goal, just don't get hurt. Yeah. That's getting old, man. It sucks. Getting old is the worst. It's kind of the worst. So it miffs and peeves me. Good, man. I feel old. We're not. Taylor, you are muted, bud. You are, feel, you are muted. We have given you the chance twice. Yeah, I feel old this week. <laughs> I uh, I needed to put some new fence panels in my backyard. I was like, no problem. That's cool. I did. I did it by myself. And so... I have been paying for it like this entire week. So sore from just moving stuff. Yeah, I know. dude, I'm like moving these fence panels, moving the old ones out. Like those things are those are heavy, but like not heavy, not so heavy that I feel like I couldn't do it by myself. You have to dig posts or anything, or just the panels? Just the panels. Okay. So it's not that bad. But I did I did like five by myself on Saturday, and it it was it was not been kind to well, me. That's a nice little Saturday though. <laughs> it's a nice little little dadder day. Uh, Luke, are you miffed? No, I'm not miffed, man. I'm going to the lake today. I'm feeling good. Dude, I'm also miffed. My printer stopped working. And then I went over to my in-laws who hadn't set up their printer, so I set it up for them, and it will only print in black and white. And I'm just so miffed about printers and printer inks and it's the different the worst, types man. of printer inks. And it's just so stupid. It's off-season. It's off season. We're pissed about printers. Yep, dude, I am. I'm so miffed about printers. Uh, okay. I got nothing else. Anything else? All right. Peace.